Hey guys, welcome to the Touchdown Table podcast. It's been a few weeks since we've recorded an episode, so we're glad to be back. We hope you all had a safe and fun holiday season. So Tyler, tell us what we're starting off with in this episode. Well, first off, we got to mention, and it has been a while as you just did, and um, we're done with the regular season is what I was talking about when I said we got to mention something. The regular season is over. We're done with week 17 and headed into the playoffs. Um, so we'll get to the playoffs. We'll talk about it um, probably towards the end of this podcast. But um, you know what? Let's start off with an interesting one, an interesting storyline from this week. Brandon brought this one up to us and said we had to talk about it. So we will do that. Um, I'm sure you guys have your opinions on this as well as us against our will. And um, yeah. <laughs> everyone probably has their own opinions on this. But did the Eagles tank against the Washington football team on Sunday Night Football in Week 17? Uh, Washington football team? Yeah, yeah. So he said. I thought it was against the Giants. No, no, it affected. It, I mean, oh. it virtually was against the Giants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like a lot of people feel that they did tank, and the evidence is really there. Tell you brought this up earlier before we were talking uh, right now in the podcast, a recorded version of this, is that the Eagles decided to not dress Carson Wentz. Now there are talks that Carson Wentz is going to be gone this year. His relationship with uh, head coach Doug Peterson, is virtually unrepairable at this point. There is absolutely almost really no doubt in my mind that he's going to be gone next season. Uh, we'll see if that con- continues to be true as time rolls on. But he wasn't dressed. But also a reason that he could not have been dressed is because maybe they had a plan going into this game to tank this game. And as Brandon, you said earlier, they had a plan to start their backup quarterback at some point. Their second their third string backup quarterback at some point during this game. So I'll let you take over because I know you – thoughts on that yeah I mean um I I just want to start off saying I like Carson Wentz I like him as a player but um I feel like that they as a coaching staff had already established before the game that if the time presented itself they wanted to put in Nate Sudfeld for some quote-unquote meaningful snaps um those meaningful snaps came at the end of the game and good lord they were all terrible so yeah, I I like Jalen Hurts. I think he was playing an okay game before that, but it wasn't benchable. No, it wasn't. Yeah, absolutely. They literally wasn't scored on the drive. They were winning for a little bit, like right, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they were playing fine with Hurts, but I I don't know why he was benched realistically for trying to win the game. The only thing that makes sense, and if you were listening to that game, Chris Collinsworth was absolutely convinced and upset and just completely. Just mind-boggled by the fact that they, that they will be blowing that game. So uh, he was convinced. I'm sure Al Michaels, who calls the game with him, he was convinced. And so many people around the world are convinced. And really, the evidence is stacked up against the Eagles. And they're really not going out and just denying it. I mean, Peterson did all, deny it, but it wasn't like yeah. a strong denial. No. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Typical he went into it. Yeah. So it's a very weird situation. Now, the question is, can you – I mean, if you're the Eagles – I mean, it's not something that you should be doing in a professional sport, right? But it does get them a better draft pick. Yeah. With Carson Wentz be, being out of there, they have now the option to be early enough to maybe draft a quarterback, but they're at six now instead of yeah. nine where they would have been. So maybe they'll get a quarterback at that spot, but they drafted Hurts last year. Are they going to keep him for this year? A lot of questions. Um, so, I mean, maybe they can get Devonta Smith. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens in the draft with this pick. Uh, but I think it's just... I went on a rant on this before. If you're a professional sports team, every single one of those players on that team wants to win the game. You saw it with Jalen Hurts. He was frustrated that he was not playing. He wanted to go out there to win with that. So even if you're going to drop three spots in the NFL draft, you want to go out there and win. Just ask the Jets that question. Mm -hmm. They won twice, uh, and they could have had the number one overall pick and got Trevor Lawrence. Uh, But they chose to let their players play and let their players win. Now, don't talk about the Raiders game, but... um, it's kind of upsetting to see the Eagles tank it in this way if that's truly what they were doing. Now, there's going to be no exact answer unless someone specifically comes out and tells us that they tanked the game. But as I said, all the evidence is stacked against them. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, um, take this from me. you got to have a plan going into the game. Um, I mean, you got to know what to expect. And you can at least say, like, Doug Peterson, I mean, you should never be tanking as a head coach. I mean, as a general manager or an owner, you might want, um, your team to tank. Deep down inside, you might want to lose the game. but Yeah. Uh, but I did get news in a second. I'll reveal that in one moment. Don't look at your phone. You uh-huh. might have it too. Uh-huh. Based on the time, I think I might reaction. know what it is. But. Anyways, um, with this decision um, that uh-huh. is made or not made um, by the Eagles, like they, they definitely seemed like they knew they were going to come down to us. Is from 6 to 9 going to be 
that big of a difference? It could be, but I just don't think as players or head coaches you should ever want to take a game. That's kind of disgraceful to me at, on that end. Yeah, and, you know, Joe Judge, the coach of the Giants, kind of made that same point, how he felt it was, you know, disrespectful to the hard work and to all the people that have, you know, spent a lot of money, a lot of time implementing all these protocols and, you know, sacrificing time that would be spent with their families, missing holidays, you know, missing important events. Joe Judge felt that it was, uh, you know, disrespectful to that. And I thought he made a good point there. And I think the Giants do have a right to be frustrated to an extent because, yes, the Eagles putting in Nate Sudfeld didn't quite add up. And but, yes, you also only won six games. I was just going to say that you're in a horrible division. I mean, you have a right to be upset, but that— From a fan and, perspective, yeah. I don't know if I'd rather have a playoff game or what are they? What pick do they have now? The like, Giants? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's probably around the top. And I don't know. I could check the draft order. I'm not sure. We are going to talk about that later on. I put okay. the draft order on. So, yeah, we'll get to that later. But, yeah, I just think that— um, the Giants have a right to be frustrated, and the Eagles, I mean, I just think, go out and try and win the game, you know. Like, yeah, the, the the draft's important, and there's great players available, but, like, who says that the guy that you would take at nine wouldn't actually, you know, turn out better than the guy you would take at six? There's just so many hypotheticals there, so I get well, it. With the Eagles, they might end up taking, like, I'm trying to think of a non-good receiver or, like, a... Weaker receiver in the draft. They'll, I mean, they'll, they'll, take, they'll take, like, I don't know, like Tylen Wallace. Yeah. Six <laughs> six well, speaking of teams that, you know, take weird weird draft picks, I think the the Seahawks got rid of their general manager, if I saw that correctly. Maybe I'm wrong, but I saw something on that. If I remember, I could be wrong. Uh, but one last thing on this situation is it wasn't just Eagles players that were upset that they were not able to, you know, play to their full potential in this game. It wasn't just Giants players and Joe Judge, as Ryan said, that were frustrated that they – uh, just kind of didn't play if that was truly what happened. It was players around the NFL and around sports league. Of course, LeBron James probably chiming in. I don't follow him on Twitter or anything. I don't have Twitter, actually. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he said something. And Anthony Miller, who's a Bears wide receiver, he reposted Joe Judge's thing and what he said on his story. So this is something that around football, around sports, everyone who on Twitter, whatever it is, they all have a voice in this, and they all are kind of frustrated that a team – would just lose the game on purpose if that's what they did. Again, yeah. we all all could be wrong on this, but the evidence is really stacked against him. It's yeah. hard not to believe it at this point. Yeah, when the evidence is stacked mm-hmm. against him, it's hard not to believe it. Absolutely. Yeah. That sure is the case. You gotta I mean, go with the evidence that's there. But um, let's move on to our next topic, and uh, we'll stay away from the playoffs uh, right now. Let's talk about some guys that are gonna be gone or already are gone, and. That the three names we can talk about news? is Adam Gase, Anthony Lynn, and Doug Marone. Actually, that's good. I forgot about the news. Yeah. Did you? See, did you guys see it? Yeah, I, I have an idea of what it is, but yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious news. But yeah, um, Devonta Smith, <laughs> Devonte Smith did win the Heisman. Yeah. Yay. So, so live reactions. That was expected. Well, uh, well deserved. That, that's, oh, the right, that's the right. That's Literally choice. right on cue. It just popped up on my phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is the right choice. I think. Yeah. All of us really agreed. And it's cool to see a wide receiver win it because for, for a few years now we've saying this is a quarterback award. It's going to be so hard for a different position to win it. Well, if Joe Burrow didn't it's exist last year, Chase Young might have won it with the with year the, that he with had. With the Heisman, it's not much of a quarterback award. Yes, I mean, we've seen Derek, we saw Derrick Henry win it somewhat. It's becoming recently. more of yeah. a quarterback award. Well, it's it definitely it's, I, I, it's when, less of a yeah, receiver hasn't yeah. won it since I think 1991, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So it's been a while. So this is cool to see. And yeah. I think, are we all in agreement that Devontae yes. Smith deserves oh, this? Brandon, do you think so? Huh? You think Devontae Smith deserved the Heisman? You showed, I, 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 you showed me the stat thing from Devontae Smith. Did you see that? That was what you were showing me just a second ago. On your Did phone. I? Yeah, that was yeah. Devontae I mean, Smith. I mean, I, there's was been a lot of good players, but I think, you know, especially the way he ended the season, making plays in the return game, just the ridiculous numbers he put up, you know, week in and week out. I, I think he had to be the Heisman. I think the voters got it right. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the other people as well that were nominated for that. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Mac Jones, and Kyle Trask as well. All had great seasons. Uh, the other nominees as well were probably in there. I'd like to see who how many votes went for uh, Smith. I'm sure most people yeah. voted for him because everyone who I saw is, has a vote. They were saying Smith, Smith, Smith. So uh, right call, Smitty. kind of a live thing for us. And if you're interested in college football, there you go. We'll probably talk about it more maybe. Yes, we will actually because yep. there's a national championship upcoming. But let's go back to what you are talking about before, Tyler. Yeah, that's Gase, Lynn, and Marone all fired. So... Uh, we got three new head coaching vacancies left. I think none of these were surprises to see that they would go. The only one to me that I was a bit surprised on was Anthony Lynn because, yeah. I, I mean, they had been good recently. 
I think they he's a good coach. I think he's a yeah. good motivator. And, I mean, he was starting to build something there with Justin Herbert, although it seems like he hated him for the first couple of games of the season, regardless of how good he was. But I think they could have had something there. And I know he's made poor you know, game management, time yeah. management decisions and hasn't. I mean, but yeah, like, that's true. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, that's a decision I wouldn't say is necessarily the wrong one. It's just one where I would say it's not as obvious. It wasn't necessary to do, I think, for the Chargers. I think they're heading the the right direction regardless of who uh, their head coach is because they have a great uh, quarterback in in Justin Herbert who had a phenomenal season, set records for rookies uh, with quarterback, I think, with touchdowns. And he didn't even start the first game. So uh, very well done from Justin Herbert. Always got to shout him out. This team's going in the right direction anyways. I guess they just want something else to really – uh, boost that team. We'll see if they hire an offense or defensive-minded coach to help out Justin Herbert or maybe a, a defense that was banged up a lot last year and didn't have a lot of pieces that is looking to get better, so Chargers' future uh, is definitely looking up. Uh, but for the other teams, it might take a bit longer for their future to build up, yeah. uh, being the Jets and being the Jaguars. With Gase and Marone being fired, that's no shock. I think we all expected yes. that. I uh, really, it really since week ended. one started, yeah. except the Jaguars won in week one. Yep. But since then, they didn't win a game. Uh, so that was no surprise in either of those parts. Um, one thing to mention is that Adam Gase was um, thrown out there with Bill O'Brien, actually, as yes. an um, option for the Alabama offensive coordinator. That would be really interesting to yeah. see either one of those guys. Uh, you can't trade players. You cannot trade players in college. So, I mean, maybe you can go Bill O'Brien. Did Sarkisian officially sign with Texas? I think so, but he's going to be there for the national championship oh, game. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bill O'Brien will be bummed out because he won't be able to trade, you know, Devontae Smith for a bag of chips. So, I think that might not work out. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's um move on here. Uh, let's talk about another weekly storyline that um, Jordan and I especially wanted to talk about, how John Wolford saved the day for the Chicago Bears. And um, the Los Angeles Rams necessarily too, but the Bears lost, so they still would have gotten in. So um, on here, I put Walford is God because uh, he saved us, you know, gave us another chance at life. So the eight and eight Bears make the playoffs because of him. So I mean, but I mean, regardless, it's pretty cool to see he came from the AAF, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, he ended out playing pretty well, except for that first throw he had. Yeah. Well, the first throw was not looking good for me. I was watching that. I was like, oh great, this guy's not going to be very good. Uh, but then he started picking up his play, and an interesting and funny thing before the game, he he has a LinkedIn account, which I think is a dating app, I'm pretty sure, and so he was asked if he won this game, would he keep it, and he said, you know, if I win this game, I'll probably get rid of it, because people will know who I am. Well, he won the game, and he said he was going to keep it, okay. because he was 1-0 with uh, him being on the dating app still. I, so I thought LinkedIn was like a job app, but or, I, I could be mistaken. I don't think it would be a job Maybe it is. I don't, I'll look it up now. I think it is a job app. Okay, okay. well, then I'm no. just dumb. Uh, I know it's not some, a, sort yeah. of app for it, but anyways, I think it'd be funnier if it was a dating. It would be funnier, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, Point so still that was still a funny thing. And another funny story is um, I don't know if you watched our YouTube channel, but we have Touchdown Table shirts, and if you've seen our logo before, it's on the podcast. If you just if you like, click on your phone and see a big picture of us, uh, there's an there, where the football is. I print out a picture of uh, John Wolford, and I put him right. On our logo, and I wore that for the rest of the night just to praise him for the help that he he uh, did in letting my Bears make the playoffs. Now I have opinions on that as well that I'm sure we'll talk about when we get to the playoff picture because I do want to address that on the podcast yeah. too. Uh, but that'll be a, we'll something see if for your the future. Change a little bit. Oh, they 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 have yeah. You'll 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 see. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, just an interesting story. Ryan Brand, did you have anything to say about that? Well, I mean, obviously, I think it's cool that um, you know Wolford stepped up and you know took advantage of the opportunity, and, you know, the Rams had business to take care of. It wasn't like they were just out there to help the Bears. They had to uh, secure up their spot. Like you guys said, they would have made it anyway because the Bears lost. But, you know, Week 17 division opponent that's also trying to get in, you know, you know, I don't care that they only put up 18 points. To be in his situation where you have a week to prepare for another team that's fighting for a playoff spot, um, that's tough. You know, he didn't light up the stat sheet. He didn't, you know, score a million points. But at the end of the day, you know, he got the win for his team, and they've got a game against Seattle this week, and it's a brand-new season. So, you know, props to him, props to Sean McVay and that coaching staff for figuring out a game plan that worked enough. And, you know, I do think they caught a little bit of a break with Kyler Murray getting hurt again, so then the former CFL quarterback Chris Strebler had to be in for the Cardinals a lot. Obviously, Murray was really, really trying to get back in, and he did at one point, but it just wasn't, you know, the typical Kyler so, you know, the Cardinals, you know, I have some sympathy for them because of the Murray injury, but at the end of the day, you lost your last two games to C.J. Beathard and John Wolford. So, uh, you know, you, you got to take some ownership of missing the playoffs there. But, 
you know, props to Wolford, and hey, for 14 teams, it's a new season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. Um, we'll get to the playoffs again. I keep saying we will get there because it's really the main um, point of this um, NFL season, obviously, right now. But there's, I think, one more, two more things I want to talk about. Actually, we'll talk about college last as we usually do. So one more thing. Um, and just some yearly awards that we could talk about. We've talked about the MVP updates um, throughout the season. It's going to be Aaron. It's going to yeah. be I mean, Aaron Rodgers will win that. I think um, the world will be shocked if he doesn't. But there's other ones we could run through. like you know. Well, there are a lot of Patrick Mahomes simps out there. There are. That's true. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, even those people but, should be able to But those to simps Roger. are not the people who yeah, are Yeah, 13-year-olds don't vote on this. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, me and Ryan looked it up. I think there's like 50... It said, like, sports writers who, yeah, who vote on it. So I'm I don't know sure. how they choose that specifically. But anyways, uh, I don't think most of those sports writers are simps for Patrick Mahomes unless they're from Kansas City. So, <laughs> Yeah, but um, there's other ones I want to talk about, too, like maybe Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. Do you guys got any ideas for that? Um, yeah, so I think Derrick Henry is a top – that he's one of the top contenders in that. Yeah. I was just looking at a list. Travis Kelsey was at the top of somebody's list, which that would be cool to see a tight end win because he has had a phenomenal season. And he almost uh, had the most yards in the league. If he played uh, week 17, he might have beat out Diggs for that. So yeah. uh, that is a cool season to see from Travis Kelsey. Now, obviously, he's on a really good offense, but still sticking with the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes would have to be thrown into there as well. And, and so I, I feel like those are the top three for me. Of course, Aaron Rodgers at the end there, too, because he's had such a great season. Devontae Adams, he's done really well this year. So a lot of uh, – I think the Offensive Player of the Year is kind of up for grabs, and I'm excited to see who wins that one. Yeah, I mean, the two names you threw out there that stand out to me the most are Patrick Mahomes, just because sometimes you run up around MVP will just win it, yeah. or Derrick Henry because he's been so electric, albeit not at the quarterback position. It's been an absolute game changer, or he's been an absolute game changer. Yeah. Um, so I could see him winning that. Not, that would be my pick for it. I would pick Derrick Henry. I, I would as well. Just, you know, leading the league in rushing, the ridiculous, you know, games he's had, 200-yard games, you know. 2,000-yard 2000 2000 rusher on the year. I mean. Alvin Kamara could be thrown in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. could be definitely some. But I think Derrick Henry just, you know, he's just such, such a great guy, such a great runner, so hard to bring down. Just, you know him personally. He's a great guy. Well, he's guy. such a great guy on the field. I've never, I've never <laughs> met him, but, okay. you know. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah, it seems like he He might be a sure. bit intimidating. Well, yeah, of course, well, especially I, if you're yeah. playing him on defense. Josh Norman definitely is, thinks he's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think he remembers it. All right. <laughs> Dude, if, if you got thrown to the field by, by your yeah, helmet, I think true. you would remember. That's yeah. true. He remembers it a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's, not, he's constantly reminded of it, too, probably. Yeah. So. Any exactly. De- any defensive player of the year um, people you guys want to throw out there? I mean, Xavier I think Howard. Yeah, Xavier Howard's Howard a good one. Yeah, I think J.C. Jackson can be thrown in there. I would go with T.J. Watt. He's a sack yeah. leader. I'm not, i got to um, look at the stat lines. I'm not sure yet, but I think it's probably going to be T.J. Watt or Xavier Howard yeah. unless I'm missing and someone. Xavier Howard's gone under the radar. Literally, every time I watch a Dolphins game, it's like, oh, there's, there's, there he is again. Yeah. Another interception. I think he had 10 on the year. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Um, so that's, that's crazy. There's probably some teams that don't even have 10 turnovers yeah. on the year. I mean, I don't Texans know. are like that for a while. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe 10 interceptions on the year for teams. Yeah. The Bears might even be in that conversation. I'm not really sure. I'm not looking at, like, numbers right now. But I think he's had a great season. But I'd go with T.J. Watt just because um, he's had a lot of sacks and missed the last game, albeit um, could have got more stats. So the I'd go with T.J. Watt. Offensive rookie of the year? i, I got to go Herbert. Oh, it's um, tough. It, it, it is a tough one. And I've liked what Justin Jefferson has done. Yeah. Tyler's made the argument that he should not have made the Pro Bowl. Uh, now, he's had a great season. He's He's got a lot of yards. He set the the uh, record for rookie receiving yards, which is great. I think he only scored seven touchdowns, which is not bad by any means, but, you know, still you would have liked to see a bit better for someone to win this award. Like I said, not bad. But I just like what uh, what Justin Herbert has done this year, too. Justin's probably going to be fighting for this one. Let's, this, it's, list, it's, this list it's, has Tristan Wirfs on it, but it is yeah. the Justins that are going to be fighting. But I just like what... What Justin Herbert has done this year, he scored a heck of a lot of touchdowns. He's thrown for a heck of a lot of yards. And this is a guy that did not think he was going to be starting this year. He stepped in against the Chiefs. Uh, he was told, like, seconds before the game that he was going to be a starter. And ever since then, he kind of just took off, has done some really great stuff. I won't be upset if Justin Jefferson wins this award. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe I just have bias towards Justin Herbert because he was on my fantasy team. But I really think they both had, have had spectacular seasons. I just think that what Justin Herbert has done this year has been a bit more spectacular than what uh, Justin Jefferson has done. And Ryan might have some bias because Justin Jefferson was on his fantasy team uh, as well. But I'll go before you do, Ryan. Okay. I know you got your opinions on it. Um, I would pick Herbert. I think Herb's just been someone who has been an absolute 
up game changer, although they still find ways to loss because it's the Chargers. Um, but, I mean, Jordan's mentioned that I didn't think Justin, Justin Jefferson should have made the Pro Bowl. I think he's got the talent to do that. I just thought Calvin Ridley deserved a bit more. He's had a great season, definitely the runner-up for this award, in my opinion. And um, it's pretty close, but I'd go with Herbert. I mean, it's just been – they've both broken many rookie records this year, but Herbert's got more of them, it feels like. And um, Herbert, I think, should get it. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. And, you know, I Justin Jefferson had some great games for my fantasy team, and I do appreciate that. He was a solid pickup for me in one of the last rounds of the draft. But I, I lean Justin Herbert slightly in this one. I just think the way that he's played very well, broken a lot of records, as has Jefferson. But for, for me, it's just the way Herbert's, you know, put his team in position to win at almost every game he started. There was the one bad one against New England, but, like, they played Kansas City tough. They played, you know, New Orleans tough. They played the Broncos tough. And either they'd be, a, you know, a, a coaching miscue or a late defensive meltdown. But very rarely does he just flop. Yeah, it, felt it, like with, yeah. it felt like with him they had a chance to win just about every single game. But a lot of times the defense just couldn't hold up. Like, this Chargers team, you know, they It was a banged-up defense. It was a banged-up defense. Like I said, I yeah. think they'll be better. But Herbert they, can't control When James that. is out... I think Joey Bosa was in and out yeah, of the lineup. Yeah, Chris Harris missed some time. Chris Harris, yeah. Uh, yeah. Brandon, what are your thoughts? Uh, for rookie of the year, offensive Offen- rookie yeah. of the year. Um, I don't know. I think Justin uh, Herbert, he's good and all. Like I think he did really well for a rookie quarterback this year, especially being thrown into that situation where Tyrod Taylor is. You can debate on the circumstances of that, <laughs> but. Um, if you don't know his the way he was like getting a shot from his doctor or something and he then punctured along, punctured yeah. along, yeah. But um, no, I think that Herbert would be a good candidate. But the thing that's uh, that's uh, deterring me is the ten interceptions. Because yeah, he did throw for like what was it, thirty six hundred yards. That's not that many interceptions. I mean, it's not horrible. Th- but thirty four touchdowns. Yeah, it's like a three point something TD to interception ratio. That's, but that's not too four. bad. I mean, no. yeah. Rodgers had five, and that was the best in the league this year. I mean, yeah. for a rookie quarterback, you're going to make mistakes. Not, you haven't seen yeah, this type yeah. of defense. So the 10 interceptions is not much of an issue to me. I think he played probably. He played he well. He played probably 13 of the games this year. No, no. Played, no 15, played 15, of, the games, yeah, 15 of the games this about year. About that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, that's one. That's, I don't know, like 0.7 interceptions per game. I yeah, guess. no, but I think that me personally, I got to go with the NFC North talent of Justin Jefferson for this. I mean, you. Great receiver, put up a lot of yards, seven touchdowns, but you have the Kirk Cousins throwing you the ball. So, I mean. Thielen scored a lot, too. Yeah, yeah, he had some nice catches. But the only reason why I'm going Justin Jefferson is because Kirk Cousins was throwing him the ball. That's a fair point. That's why it's so miraculous. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the gritty. Yeah, and, you know, but Herbert also you know, had a team that blew so many leads and opportunities and played behind a horrible line. Well, yeah, but so it's, it's, kind, also of the, it's Kirk, kind of the same point. It's also Kirk Cousins. Well, I, I understand your point, but you know, they both have had some <laughs> less than I but, yeah. but even me being he a Kirk is. Cousins hater, he did start playing better towards the end of the season. Yeah. Which yeah. was good to see. Uh, uh, Cook was out that last game, so he had to play better. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. And then lastly, Defensive Player of the Year, or, or sorry, um, rookie Defensive of Rookie right? of the Year. I think we could all agree that goes to Chase Young. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, Jordan, I so. Yep. so, I mean, that's a quicker conversation, <laughs> but there's guys like Jeremy Chin and Antoine Winfield, both the safeties, I think, that are um, both in that running as well. But Chase Young, Jeremy I think. Jeremy Chin was good. Yeah, he Jer- was really he was. good. There were a lot of good safeties. Julian um, Blackman, too, had a yeah, good year Blackman for the Yeah, Blackman was well, doing well. I mean, there's some guys that really stood out. I don't think of anyone else. Derek Brown did a good season. Had a good season too. And now he's a tackle, so you don't see it very much. But yeah. He did. Yeah. There's there's a couple other guys, but I think Chase Young is really um, the one that stands out. Alex Highsmith is another one. Every time you watch the Steelers game. Yeah, with the injuries be, they've had at the linebacker position, he's had to step up. And with he has Dupree a big and Bush getting hurt. Yep. So I think it goes to Young. I yep. think we all do. Yeah. We're all in agreement. I think most people do. Yeah. So I think <laughs> we should move on. Yeah. Uh, let's finally start talking about the playoffs. I don't think we should. Here. Well, uh, it's too bad because we're going to. What do you want to talk about? He's joking. Oh, he's joking. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the super wild card weekend. We got Yay. six games, Ooh. three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. I'll run through them, then we can talk about them um, very briefly individually. But it's the Bills and Colts, the Steelers and Browns, the Titans and Ravens, the Saints and the Bears, the Seahawks versus the Rams, and Washington versus the Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, so let's just start off by going through this hot topic first. So I'll fill you in on some backstory here. Uh, when the new playoff format was announced at the beginning of the season, we made a video on it on our channel. Uh, if you haven't checked out the channel, what, what have you been doing? Go check that out for sure. Yeah. The Touchdown Table on YouTube. Uh, but 
on, on our Instagram, Ryan, who is a lovely man who runs the Instagram, he posted a video uh, from that from that original video yeah. on the, the playoff uh, being extended, and I had my opinions on it then, so I'll play that video for you guys real quick, and then I'll let you know if my opinions have changed. So uh, just to preface, I was not a fan of the new format. Here we go. Almost half the league, half the league would be 16 teams, so I'll be letting one more from each conference in. Uh, but I don't like that. I think that's just too many teams. But by my opinion, so that what it, that's what it was. Uh, quick shout out if you don't follow us on on Instagram, what are you doing? Go follow us on Instagram. It's uh, at the touchdown table, no spaces, all lowercase. Go check out our Instagram. So in that video, obviously, I said that uh, I don't like the extended playoff format. Now, there's a reason now that I might like it. And there's a reason now, you'll hear it in a second, and the reason now that I don't like it, and it's not because of the Bears, it's because of the season that the AFC has had this yeah. year. Uh, and it's rare. It's not very likely that so many teams are going to be going 10-5 and, yeah. and some miss the playoffs. It's not something you see very much in, in the NFL, and it was something rare to see. So that was a good thing in the extension of it, but that's not going to happen in many seasons, so that's why it's not going to be a really good long-term thing. But with the Bears... Going eight and eight, and if you don't know, we talked about it earlier in the podcast. But me and Tyler are Bears fans, and of course, I, I on on the comment section of that video, I commented, "I'm beyond happy that my Bears are in the playoff." Of course, I am beyond happy that my Bears are in the big game and have a chance to take home the trophy in the end. Although it's not going to be easy. Yeah, that's not gonna, uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah, got to run through the Saints, and then if you win that, yeah. you got to run through the Packers, yeah. and you got to play the NFC Championship, and you got to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. just enjoy this week. That's all I'll say to you. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> uh, but of course, I'm happy that we're in, uh, but I just don't think that an 8-8 eight and eight team should be in the playoffs. We had a good run to start the season. We had a lot of bad games, and the Bears being 8-8, eight and eight, they should just not be in the playoffs. I love my Bears. I think that I liked how Trubisky played in the last few games, but there should be no 8-8 eight and eight team that makes it make, that's making the playoffs. If you're uh, one of the teams who did better this year, if you're the Chiefs and you're the Packers who have the bye, uh, it's just kind of frustrating to look down at a team that's 8-8 eight and eight and they're in the playoffs. Now, if you're the two seed, that, that's when it gets really frustrating. If you're uh, the Bills, and who's the two seed in the NFC? It was uh, oh, the Saints. Yeah. We're playing uh, yeah, them. We're playing them. So if you're those two teams, that's really frustrating, especially if you're the Saints because you're playing this Bears team now. Of course, you're happy you're playing a bad team, I guess. But yeah. you, know, like, you worked so hard all season uh, to not get a bye in this 8-8 eight and eight team that you, by the way, beat early in the season, is going to be able to make the playoffs. Like I said, if you're the Steelers who did really good at some points in the season, the Bills, the Colts, the Titans, all these teams that really did some good stuff. I'm missing some as well. Uh, and you played good all season. You played some tough teams, some tough games. You have a really good roster. It's frustrating that you had to work so hard. And now that there's there's a team that's 8-8, eight and eight, and by the way, the team that's 7-9, and nine, uh, but there's a team that is 8-8 eight and eight playing in the same round as you, and they have a chance to move on just like you. Uh, it's just kind of frustrating because – because they've worked so hard all season to get to the record that they have, and there's an 8-8 eight eight team that is in the playoffs. Now, the NFC East, that's a whole different animal. And that's just how divisions go sometimes, but um, it's it just kind of unfair to those teams that had better seasons that there's going to be a 8-8 eight eight team playing uh, in the same round as them, and they have a chance to, to go all the way to the end, even though they are only 500. A 500 team in any sport is really not good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And like, I feel like when you look at like the Bears, for example, the last season, they just seem like an average team. They beat the bad teams mostly, and they lose to the good teams mostly, with no, with a few notable exceptions on both sides. It was sides. just it was just the bi- the type of the the Vikings, the, the Buccaneers that we beat. That was like yeah. the only good team we beat. And then you lost to Detroit one time too. Yeah. Uh. So it, it relatively evens out. But what I think it is, you know, say in the NFC there's six deserving teams, in the AFC there's probably eight deserving teams. Meet in the middle, seven from each, right? I mean, with with what Jordan was saying, it sucks for the two seed, yes. But I mean, I mean that's that's kind of that inspiration. You gotta be a top if you want that buy. I mean, yeah. that buy week is just a luxury. I, I'm saying mean? if, no if you're not the two seed, if you're the Titans and if, if you're the Colts who aren't in the two seed right now, I feel like those teams are still frustrated. Of course, a different conference, but looking at a team in a different conference who all season they'd fought uh, and had a better roster, I feel like, than the Bears, and that they are playing in the same game as as the Bears, and 
Who, who's playing the the Titans are playing? It's the not Bills, like right? the Bears. No, the Colts like, are playing the Bills. I mean, so, the Bears lost six games in a row and still found a way to make the playoffs. That's impressive. I mean, they yeah. they you might not say okay, that. but you lost six games in a row. You shouldn't be making the playoffs. That's yeah. the thing. It, it just yeah, effect. but you're you're acting like the the seven seeds aren't like fighting like the Bears didn't fight to make the playoffs. They did, and you know what? Of course they fought to make I, the playoffs. I, I, I'm I mean, a Bears fan. I'm happy to see them. If there. you're frustrated, to, if, if to be you, honest. Like, do the Bears deserve to be in the playoffs after the season that they had going 8-8? Eight eight? No. Thank no, you. but the way it's no, set up. No. No, but the way it's set up. That it, the way it's set up, they're getting into the dance and, and not, you see what happens. I'm not yeah. complaining that the Bears are in. I am beyond excited uh, to see us lose next week. You got that's lucky. Probably, that's probably what's going to happen. Lucky. Yeah. Absolutely got lucky. Sometimes I'm not afraid cheat. to admit I mean, that. Yeah. Uh, just like unlike Cheating. Tyler is in Madden, whenever he gets lucky, he does not win it for me. That's a different argument. I beat him a lot recently. I still got so, we're about this. You know, he doesn't get very lucky anymore. He's allowed to talk. Because my skill is just too good uh, at Madden. <laughs> and anyways, uh, as much as I love my Bears, as much as we had some really flashy moments in this season, uh, I don't think any 8-8 eight eight team in any sport is deserving to get in the playoffs. As I said, a 7-9 team in Washington got in. That's how division work. That's the only time it's acceptable. And, of course, NFL's happy about it. They're making more money off of this. Yeah, year. I mean, heck, it's super triple, wild card. Triple hitters two, week, two days in a row. They're making That's a lot smart. more money off of it. It's a smart decision by them, I'd say. But just from a competitive standpoint, uh, there's going to be a other 8-8 eight and eight teams in the future that are going to make the playoffs and kind of undeservingly. Undeservingly, but at the end of the day, you know. It's what we live with. And yeah. yeah, I'm going yeah, undeservingly, and you're, let's say, you're the – Seahawks, who fought so hard, as you say, like the Bears did. You know, they're like, how did this 8-8 eight, eight team get in? If you have to play them, just beat them. Yeah. Like, if they're not as good as you, you beat them. And Let these teams in. Like, give this team a chance. If they're not good enough, they'll like the Bears will lose to the Saints if they're not good enough. Yeah. If they get in, I mean, they fought hard to get back here after losing six in a row. They're in. You see what happens. It's a new season. I kind of like seeing that, like you know, it. that other team that maybe – Maybe you could say, oh, well, they didn't deserve to be here. You know what? The Giants won the Super Bowl when they exactly. won that wild card one time. You don't know what's going to happen. And I just feel like well, it's more. I mean, <laughs> this hasn't been a team that's gone to the Super Bowl that's played or won the Super Bowl that's played in the wild card round in a decent amount of time now. So yeah, but I. That, I that'll look, probably could change with, uh, with the only having uh, two one seeds or two buys now. But yeah. yeah. I, I do think that both the seven seeds will be one and done. But now I think that, you know, I also think that with that. You never know. That's why you play the game. It's, you know, we've seen crazier things happen. And, you know, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't hate the format. I think it's cool that we get more teams involved, you know, more, you know, fans around the league still having something to play for. So having, you know, teams having something to play for, rather, fans still being able to scoreboard watch, have that thrill of being in the hunt, toying around with the playoff machine. I think it's cool to expand that to an extent. So I don't hate the new playoff format. And, you know, while, you know, maybe talent-wise, a team like the Bears or the Washington football team might not be a playoff-caliber team, although the Washington football team would have been there with last year's format as well. But with the Bears talent-wise, are they a playoff team? Probably not. Are they kind of average? Yes. But, hey, you know, if it was a weak NFC field, uh, down, you know, both up with the Cardinals and the Vikings, they're able to get ahead of those teams. They took advantage of it. They did enough. Will the journey end Sunday? Almost certainly, but we don't know. So we'll see. I mean, just put yourself in there. You agree with me. You know it. <laughs> put yourself in there. You don't know what could happen. I although I, I do think both seven seeds will be one and done. I, I mean, I don't know. I think one of them could possibly try and get something done. I mean, the Bills are a good team, but yeah. the Colts have that 17 um, seventh seed, and they deserve to be in the playoffs. Absolutely, yeah, they really do. Could you imagine an eleven and five Colts team missing the playoffs? Because that would have happened last year. That would have been yeah. tough. And that, that, and that's like I said earlier. That's very rare. That that does not happen. And that's really just a good reason why this format could work sometimes. But this is a weird year for the AFC and the weird year for for the NFL because that does not happen very much. Where there's so many teams that are just that good, uh, but. I don't know. I, I kind of understand both sides, but I, I'm happy to see my Bears play. I feel like it's fun to see them have a shot, but still, I just don't, from a competitive standpoint, I just kind of, I'm a competitive person. It's kind of, you know, just weird to have an 8-8 eight and eight team be able to make the playoffs. So I, I feel like the regular season has to mean more than that. Last thing for me, I'm not just saying this because the Bears ended up getting the seventh seed. I said it six months ago, yep. and I'm saying it again now. I think it was, I think it's cool. I think... You know, it adds that opportunity for teams that, you know, maybe they did have an average season, but it's if you maybe you had a rough stretch like the Bears did. Or, I mean, there's been other teams that have had rough stretches and started to do stuff. Look at the Titans last year. They yeah. weren't good for a portion of it. They got in and they got all the way to the 
uh, AFC Championship game. So, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. But let's actually start talking about the games that are going on this um, this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. We'll have a video about it, too, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about it. But, I mean, just to mention um, a couple of the storylines from it, um, Kevin Stefanski, I think two coaches and two players are going to be out in that Steelers and Browns game, so that's a huge one. Well, um, it was the – okay, Browns informed that Steelers – Browns were informed that Kevin Stefanski, two additional members of the coaching staff, and two players have tested for COVID-19, and their facilities have been shut down. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know who Kevin Stefanski is, but if for some reason you don't, he's the Browns head coach. And that's a big deal for them because, obviously, he's had a good season with them. It's his first year with the Browns, and I feel like he has had a, a good uh, part in their success this year. Now, they were a, a decent team last year. I feel like they already had the pieces. Of course, their GM, I think it's Dorsey. Uh, did some good things, bringing in some good... It's not... Or who is it? I think Dorsey's gone. I yeah, think they Dor- brought Jim in... Jim Dorsey's been gone. They brought in yeah. a younger guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but anyways... Uh, I forgot what I was saying, actually. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's done some good good things with this team this season. Uh, he's helped Baker a lot, I'm sure, in his progression this year. Andrew uh, Barry. What? The Browns are in the playoffs. They are in the playoffs. That's a cool story to see as well. Uh, so it could have big implications on this game. They played the Steelers last week, by the way. They're playing them again. The Browns won that game. Uh, or, excuse me, the Browns lost that game. Wait, no, they no, won the that Browns game. The Browns won that, that game saying? against the Steelers. Backups. What am I saying? Uh, yes, they won the game against the Steelers' backups. Although, as Ryan pointed out to me, it really yeah. wasn't the Steelers' backups. It was basically just the Steelers without Ben Yeah, we Watt. saw Clay, Claypool, Juju, James Conner, Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, there were some players out, but like, let's not act like this was a practice squad they played. No, I mean it was it was Ben who's very injury prone, and it was T.J. Watt who uh, could possible win defensive the, player. Of the yeah, year. exactly. So you don't want to get those guys hurt for your playoffs. Uh, so I mean it's a very similar team that they're playing, and uh, it was a close game before. I feel like this has the potential to be a good one. So yeah, we're about to make a picks video right after this podcast. So if you want to um, hear our predictions for that, go check out our um, YouTube. Uh, the touchdown table, obviously. Just go to YouTube, look up uh, wild card, Super Wild Card Weekend Picks, and you'll find it on the touchdown table. It'll be there. Um, so go give that a watch, but I'll say the games one more time um, just so we can make that clear. It's the Colts at the Bills, the Browns at the Steelers, the Ravens at the Titans, the Bears at the Saints, the Rams at the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers at the Washington football team. Uh, weird that Washington's hosting a, a playoff game at 7 and nine, but that is the case. Um, so, let's move on to um, the. Uh, uh, we'll skip. We'll, got, we'll go to the national championship later. Let's talk about the draft outlook. I'm um, heading into the 2021 NFL draft. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up the the order real quick. Uh, so when do you guys start? Yeah. Well, first off is obviously the Jaguars. There's oh, been yeah, that whole debacle about all of, um, the Jets winning and the. Jaguars getting that spot. Number two is the Jets. Number three is the Dolphins from the Texans. So, Ryan, maybe your team would have some hope yeah. uh, if they did That have wasn't a horrible trade, though. Like, Laramie Tunsil has been very good. Did we give up a little too much? Probably. But yes. at the end of the day, like, you know, Laramie Tunsil has been a really good player for an offensive line that's previously well, been We will see who the Dolphins get at number three. Maybe Devontae Smith. And that would maybe... be something. Some people are already saying they should get another quarterback. No, that is just. Who was the first pick again? The Jaguars, the Jaguars. The and the Jets pick. are two. I'll read all the way to. They wouldn't 16, double down on another receiver, would they? Because they just got Lavisca Chenault. No, no, no. no the Jaguars. The Jaguars. Are, no, we're talking about the, the Jaguars Dolphins. are taking Trevor Lawrence. No yeah, question. the Jaguars yeah. better take Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So I'll read through one to sixteen. One is the Jaguars. Two is the Jets. Three is the Dolphins from the Texans. Four is the Falcons. Five is the Bengals. Six is the Eagles. Seven is the Lions. Eight is the Panthers. Nine is the Broncos. Ten is the Cowboys. Eleven is the Giants. Um, 12 is the 49ers, 13 is the Chargers, 14 is the Vikings, 15 is the Patriots, 16 Cardinals, 17 Raiders, and 18 Dolphins. The rest of the draft order will be decided based on who wins their playoff games. That's what we got so far. So it's an interesting one. I mean, we talked about how the Eagles had already moved up three spots because they quote-unquote tanked. Do we know they did or not? No, but there's going to be some interesting storylines. Who's going to take a quarterback? I mean, well... What are these early on teams going to pick? Or who's yeah, gonna, there's some teams that Who's going to get the Heisman, Devontae yeah. Smith? I mean, there's a lot. Well, I mean, I feel like for most teams this year, a quarterback isn't really needed to want. Because you see so many teams... Uh, Last year there were some injured. needs. Now it's not as much. Yeah, yeah because like, you, like uh, we said earlier in the podcast, uh, C.J. Beathard's been playing. And who was the other quarterback that you said, Ryan? 
Nick Mullins. Well, for the 49ers, Nick Mullins. I feel like right. the 49ers yeah. are the one that need the quarterback. Yeah, so. honestly, at this yeah. point, I mean, <laughs> the defense is good. They've got some, you know, weapons. And They're a pick the 12, game. by the way. So, I don't know. Maybe that's Zach Wilson territory. Maybe that's Trey Lance territory. But I do think San Francisco is a team to watch for QB yeah. as well. I, I'd I, be surprised if they trade up, too. They're, they like to move. I think yeah. the, 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 J- the Jets yeah. would be Maybe. one. The Falcons definitely would be one. The Lions probably because there's headlines saying that Matt Stafford might not yeah. last after this season. Yeah. Um, I'd say the Broncos maybe because Drew Locke no. has been I, Drew Locke's been kind of shoddy this okay, year. Yeah. I'm not his, saying be, his best receiver was out, and it's his first full year well, that's starting. Like, but that's the thing. His it, first full year. Like yeah. he's never been consistent. Like well, he, well, the field he actually time. didn't play the full year. Together. I mean, there's nothing. But, wrong. Yeah, but I'm close to that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with having a good backup, especially at what pick. Well, yeah, you don't get a backup in the first round. Yeah. Like, yeah. True. <laughs> You just don't do that. Ryan's a big Drew Locke guy, and I think he's yeah. got a bright future out of him, yeah. too. But there are teams that don't want to wait for greatness and like just, just hope that it yeah. shows up, and they just want yeah. to bring in the guy. Like what we saw with Justin Herbert and say, we got this guy already. We don't need yeah. to wait for him to develop. And, exactly. Just, All right, I just, I, I, can play with the Broncos, I still think that offense has potential. There's young count there. Give it one I'm more year, you. and if Drew Locke flops next year, then there's some got to be some good guys in 2022 as well. So don't worry. I, right. I hope Denver just doesn't mess this up. Yeah. So I, I have one question to pose to you guys, and I'm sure we'll in the offseason. We'll be covering the draft a lot on the Touchdown Table oh, yeah. channel. We all loved our time. draft stuff, so that will be uh, pretty fun. We'll start watching our film. We'll go into Already all has. these scenarios on stuff. So, uh, But one thing I want to ask you is we're all, all assuming Trevor Lawrence is going to be a Jaguar. That's the number one overall pick. Coming in at number two, you probably know, but it's the Jets. Now, a lot of people are probably going to mock them to take Fields, who uh, is the second best quarterback. But I'm asking you guys, do you think that's the best move? And if it's not Fields, that they do want to keep Darnold, uh, who is it going to be? Uh, I think it'd be a trade down, quite frankly, because they have needs everywhere, and I, 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 I just don't think that you know it, it's much of Sam Darnold's fault. I mean, with the poor coaching, the poor development, the lack of weapons, I, I don't think you know we can you know call him a bust and completely move on yet. I think there's still some potential. I think that you can you know beef up the offensive line, continue to give him playmakers. Defense obviously can improve as well. You know. Things like that. I think you trade down. You already have two first round picks with three first round picks. Maybe get an alignment, get a weapon for Darnold, and then someone, you know, any defensive player. There's so many. It's not like they're a quarterback away. Like Sam Darnold was supposed to be a really good player. He was supposed to go first overall back in 2018. It was a miracle that he was available at, at number three where the Jets were that year. And, and he flopped. So what's to say, you know, without, you know, weapons and without, you know, proper development, because the Jets did not give Darnold proper development, at least they haven't yet. What's to say that a guy like Fields, who has so much potential wouldn't flop in their system as well why not build on the guy that you liked in 2018 there's still potential there you have needs everywhere even if fields does turn out to be good you know you're still gonna have needs everywhere so if i'm the jets i'm trying to trade down that's I what would, i'm trying to do i would feel so bad for any quarterback that went to the jets yeah honestly yeah, but, i mean i would like to uh switch it over just to one one team really quickly that has a kind of complicated quarterback situation, and that's the Washington football team. Yeah, they are in a weird spot. Because, yeah. like, Alex Smith isn't going to play forever. I think he's, like, what, 36 this year? I'll, just, not, I'll look up how old he is. He just came off a gruesome leg injury two years ago. He's been playing well. Like, I'm not saying that he hasn't been, but... He is 36. Yeah. Okay, so... Nice. <laughs> called it. Um, but, no, he has been playing well for, like, the time being, but... He's not going to be the long-term no, solution no. or anything. And, and Haskins just, is gone. Haskins is gone. You know, Taylor he, Heineke? Eh. He played okay. Yeah, but is, is he your long-term solution? No, not at all. So that's me. Depending on their pick, I think maybe a, a Trey Lance could fall. They'll be probably at, what, 19? Maybe. if they lose their first game. Yeah, yeah that may yeah. be the lowest record. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, losers. like, it's kind of this, it's kind of a similar situation with the Jets, but not, like, on the defense. Their defense is good. Yeah. Well, let's see. Their front seven yeah, is good. Yeah, that's an important clarification. Um, <laughs> everywhere else is just a hole. Like, I mean, their running backs are okay. You still have Terry McLaurin, but other yeah. than that, there's no recognizable name on that offense. So They, uh, yeah. they got a good rookie in Cameron Curl, I think. Um, Who? Yeah. There's a safety. Oh, yeah, I he's heard been about really him. Good. I heard about yeah, him. Yeah, he's been good. I actually saw something yeah. about and him And Antonio today. Gibson, speaking of rookies. Yeah. yeah. Gibson's been and good. And, hey, 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 Logan Thomas, the quarterback to yeah. tight end, is making some plays. So the Washington offense looks a lot better than, you know, we thought it would, and there's a lot more recognizable names yeah. than we thought there would and be. And the defense is Well, yeah, but we kind of expected that. We know that. that. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of, if they're going to make some sort of run in the playoffs, it's going to be because of their defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So... 
But who yeah. would you think they would pick at their pick? Depending, I, on I think Washington's a team that goes out and get a free agent. They're yeah. in the playoffs. They're going to at least have the um, 17th picks. And by oh. that time, we could see Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Trevor Lawrence well, all I, gone. How much money do they have there? Because if Stafford doesn't stay there, Yeah, I think that could be a potential I think that would be I, pretty I cool. Love I, what about Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz, too. I don't know if I'd pull the trigger on it. When he goes somewhere, I don't think they'd trade him in the division. Well, yeah. But, like, would, you know, that, yeah, that whole. In your division, thing. but I mean, I think, rarely you see that happen. I think with the Carson Wentz situation, I think it's just like take whatever you can get because with his big extension, I don't think anyone really wants yeah, to trade. Yeah, e- if the Eagles are going to make a trade, they're going to have to. I'm agree sure people to will try to restructure contracts. Yeah, that's like that's going to have to happen. I yeah. feel like. I mean, yeah, there's there's so many questions to look at here. Yeah, we I mean, have more questions. We could look at. I'm I mean, excited we, if Matthew Stafford doesn't stay with the Lions, uh, which uh, I like Matthew Stafford. I think all of us really oh, have. Absolutely. We all yeah, coming into this season. Uh, I hope the best for him, and uh, if he does stay with the Lions, I still hope for the best for him. Even as a Bears fan, don't do it. I'd like to see him somewhere <laughs> else. I think that'd be fun to just watch him play for another team. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, he, I think he, he really, deserves it. He deserves it. I think he really liked Detroit. I don't think it's that. I just think it's like at the end of the day, you know, you gotta he's win. been playing for a while, and you know, he he wants to win. And you know, Detroit, they've been, you know, kind of. So who's a win now team that you might go to? Well, I mean. Maybe, maybe you say, you know, San Francisco. Maybe San Francisco. Because, I mean, yeah, they had a bad year, but they were very injured, and they were just in the Super Bowl. Imagine San Francisco with Matthew Stafford. Honestly, they could open up their offense so much more. You know, they'll have a higher draft pick this year. Like, I think that... cap? Oh, I don't know about that issue, but, you know, I don't know if... Well, if they got that Jimmy G, because he's on a $100 million contract. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, Bose is on his rookie contract. They they got rid of um, a tackle, and they drafted a tackle. So that saves some money for them. So I do feel... I'm not looking at something in front of me right now, but... From what they've done, it seem, does seem like they have some cap. Yeah. They're a young team. So. I think that could be a fit that benefits both sides. Absolutely. You know, Stafford to Washington, as you mentioned, that could be, you know, possible. Or someone mentioned that, I think. That was me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that could be possible, although they might not be as much win now unless they, you know, prove us wrong in the playoffs and go win the Super Bowl. But I do think that we'll see Matthew Stafford somewhere else, and I think that's just kind of the best for him. And honestly... Even though he's had a lot of success in Detroit, Detroit has just been stuck in neutral for so long. They haven't really gotten anything going. The lack of success, the six and ten, seven and nine seasons, some worse than that. Maybe they just want to, you know, start from scratch. They'll get a new head coach. The Matt Patricia thing didn't work out. We'll see what direction they go. But I, I do think Detroit and Matthew Stafford will part ways. But I don't think it'll be bitter. I, I think it'll be, you know, a respectful understanding. I think fans will be very respectful of it. I think yes, that absolutely. Coaches will be and respectful I, I, like you said, I think it'll be fun. I want to see Matthew because he's worked his butt else. off for that organization for a long time. He's yes. one of the toughest players in our league. One of the most underrated toughest players absolutely. in the league. Uh, and so, just quick shout out to Matthew Stafford. So st- sticking with the Lions, you said you didn't know what they were going to do, but I'll just post a question uh, at pick number or pick number seven. Do they, if they do end up, we'll stick with the scenario if they do end up getting rid of Stafford. What do they do with the number seven pick? I don't, they, that could be a quarterback potentially. I mean, yeah. unless they get a replacement in free agency, which I doubt they would. It that also depends a, on what coach they hire. That's too. true. Do they get another defensive-minded guy? Coach, do they, they switch it up with offensive? Yeah. Quarterback. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Where, where are they picking? They're picking at seven. So, so I mean, I doubt Field would still be there. So then you're looking at you know Zach Wilson maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you take Mac Jones that high or Trevor that high. Maybe Micah Parsons. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, linebacker they, from Penn. They didn't play this year. They didn't play this year, but he could. He still should be a top ten pick from what I've seen. Still got to watch more tape, though. Do they continue to try and build up that defense? Um, Sertan, maybe they could try again and get another. Yeah, I mean, Okuda's Oku- like, Okuda didn't even play that much. We can't completely, like, yeah. call that a, a horrible pick. Like, Because going into last year's draft, everyone was saying Okuda is by far the best corner. And from when I watched film, yeah, I, I had him as my best corner. I don't think it was I by think we far. All did. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of the situation with Sertan right now. They didn't throw at him that much in college, so it's hard to, to tell in that regard. But. Uh, still, I think he's a good corner. I think that with time, he will definitely do some good things for the Lions organization. So it does seem like if you're a Lions fan, your team might be going under a rebuild again, especially with Kenny Galladay's contract being yeah. up too. Uh, maybe the future is not looking bright for you, but the long-term future might be looking a bit more uh, bright for Lions fans. So uh, Texans zeroing in on Casterio. Just Nick Casterio. I just saw that. Former... They tried that already, but then they realized they were tampering. So Yeah, that happened. Yeah, like they... Blocked him or something, so yeah. All right, well, we started talking about college football, talking about these draft picks. Let's talk about the national championship coming up on January 11th, I believe. Yeah, as of now, though, although there were some rumbles. Yeah, there were some yeah, with it uh, because of COVID stuff. And I know, I think it was Nick Saban 
daughter, daughter yeah. who came out and had some words to say on it. So, uh, interesting stuff with that COVID stuff. I hope it doesn't get moved. I just don't think it would be. Yeah. I mean, it's a good game that we, like we want to see everyone healthy. Night, though, or a school day. Well, it always, it's always on a Monday. I know. Yeah, and, and, and if they push it back, it'd be on MLK Day, so we wouldn't be at school. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's obviously not very important. You want to play the game as soon as you can. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, we want to see everyone healthy for that game. We want to see everyone that can be on the field, on the field. Um, but if COVID stuff does happen, you know, the, the question comes down to, is it fair to move the game? Uh, so that's something maybe we could talk about later. But let's actually go into the game before we get into that. Uh, so it's going to be a good game. we got Ohio State and uh, we got Alabama. Uh, Ohio State being on the, kind of the underdog going into this playoffs. A lot of people thought that they should not have been there. A lot of people thought that they were not as good as they were. And you know what? They uh, played extremely well against an extremely good Clemson team, and they really showed uh, the team that they are. Now, there have been some games where they played unlike that team that we saw, uh, but they really came in that game uh, having that underdog mentality and played, I think, their best game they've played all season. Fields so tough hanging in there. We'll see if he, how healthy he's going into the national championship. That could have big implications on how that game goes. Uh, but just shout out to uh, Ohio State for kind of being the underdogs. I believed in them. I had them win in the game, as Me did too. Ryan. Uh, and also Alabama, they've just been an, a completely overwhelming force this year in college football. Just steamrolling teams. Steamrolled Notre Dame. And so, uh, and we'll see if they continue <laughs> steamrolling into the future uh, in this game. So, very exciting stuff. I love the national championship. I've gotten really into college football uh, very recently, and there's been times where I've been watching NFL football. I'm like, oh my gosh, I like. Do I like college football more? Almost, I don't know. Sometimes it sometimes it does feel like that way. And if you ask me that question like last year, I'd say no way. NFL is much better. But watching more college football, it is very fun. It's very different. That's why I like both of them. Obviously, both such great things. Football is just great in general. Uh, so just sign me up for any of that stuff. But uh, national championship, you guys go. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm picking Alabama. I am. I mean, I just want to say that now. I've already mentioned that in a, a video we made about it. But I think it's a fun one. I think I said to Ryan while that game was going on, before Ohio State even started to win, I said, um, I think Ohio State's got something. they got a chance to beat Alabama because the strength of their team um, kind of goes up against the weakness of Clemson. I think they can be able to take advantage of it. If Justin Fields has a game like he did against Clemson, they definitely got a shot. It's going to be a shootout. I think they got to just keep up with them. And uh, we'll see if that is able to happen. But I think it's going to be fun. I um, think Dabo Sweeney never should have done that TikTok dance. Yeah. Um, that he did. Dickery, dickery, dock. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'll show it to you after the podcast. Okay. Uh, but. Did he pull a juju? No. Worse. That would be funny, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't really explain it. But anyway, you'll, you'll see it in a second. Um, so, Ryan, uh, I want your yep. pick, but also your just thoughts on and analysis on the game. Well, I, too, am uh, picking Alabama in this game. I got them winning 34-30. I think it'll be a, a back-and-forth game. I think that uh, both teams have, have a lot of talent, and I think that – I said this in our video about the national championship game, so if you want a more in-depth you know, discussion, go check that out right now. That video's uh, been up for a while now, so go check it out. And what I think is the big story, I think it's Alabama's wide receivers in that dynamic passing offense – against Ohio State's iffy secondary. You know, I think that's where it'll be decided. And I think that, um, oh, you're shaking your, you disagree. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, a little miscommunication there, but um, he was shaking his head at something else. But anyway, I think that it's going to be decided with Devontae Smith and potentially maybe Jalen Waddle. Now he could be coming back. Don't rule it out. That would just be, you know, as if they need another weapon. That's where I think it'll be decided. Alabama vertical passing attack, you know, Mac Jones and that offense really good at stretching the field against that weak Ohio State secondary that hasn't quite lived up to expectations. Sean Wade's draft stock has dropped a little bit throughout the year. You know, I mean, I don't think this will help unless he has a lockdown game, but he's going to be going against, you know, the Heisman winner likely uh, in a one-on-one -on -one matchup possibly. So that'll be tough. So I think it'll be decided there. And at the end of the day, uh, I think Ohio State, uh, they've proven a lot. Trey Sermon has done really well in these bigger games, the playoff game and the Big Ten championship game. Justin Field, my concern is that will the Ohio State O-line be able to hold up because when he's under pressure, sometimes he makes a dumb decision or fumbles or obviously you know, sometimes has to take a sack. I think Justin Fields is much better when he has time to throw, has time to make a decision, uh, as are a lot of quarterbacks. So those are the two storylines for me. 
Bama wide receivers versus that if the Ohio State secondary and can the Ohio State O-line give Justin Fields enough time for Fields to be his best self. All right, Brandon, what are your thoughts? Ohio State. Um, That's it? <laughs> okay. I don't I don't really pay attention to college football. If you listen to the previous podcasts, I really don't pay attention unless it's the MAC conference, and I think that's already <laughs> By the way, MAC conference, Ball State won that game. Yeah, that's hey, uh, me and Tyler are looking at Ball State to be going to. They have an awesome sports program there called Sports Link, so shout out to them. Uh, it's probably going to be our future, so uh, not officially official yet, but it's basically official. So just excited uh, about that. So quick shout out to Ball State because they won that conference for the first time in a while and won their first bowl game That's ever. Funny. So uh, And they've been around for I a like long that. time. Yeah, good for them. Like but but um, I honestly think that, I don't know, like you guys said, Alabama's a really good team. But I think that Justin Fields is honestly a really good quarterback, and I think he has the potential. I think he... I don't know. It's just... Does he challenge Trevor Lawrence in your mind? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, he obviously won that challenge in the last game. Yeah, that's true. His team won it, not just him. Yeah, but I think that the the Buckeyes have a realistic chance if Chris Olave doesn't doesn't, uh, drop a touchdown. Okay. Well, it wasn't a drop touchdown. It was miscommunication uh, if you're talking about that Ah. Clemson game last year. Uh, That was a, a fun game. Uh, not as fun this year in that Ohio State-Clemson game. But now it just comes down to one answer, and I'm sticking with the majority. Uh, I'm going with Alabama. And Alabama is just such a hard team to play, especially offensively, because of the weapons that they have. We've talked about Devontae Smith plenty of times already in this podcast. Mac Jones has done some great things. He's kind of more of a game manager in my eyes, but he's a really good game manager. Just because you're a game manager does not mean you're bad. But also, it's Najee Harris who came in fourth in Heisman voting. He didn't have many votes, but he had some. Uh, It is just such a frustrating team to play if you're trying to play defense on them. They are so, so powerful. They have steamroll teams. Like I said before, defense isn't bad too. Uh, But I want to talk about is Najee Harris mixed with that passing offense because uh, if you want to put more people in the secondary to cover guys like Devontae Smith, and if Jalen Model comes back, cover him, or other guys like Metchu who have had some good seasons, and I'm missing some people as well. If you want to put people out there in the secondary uh, to cover them, that leaves less people in the box, so you just hand the ball off to Najee Harris, and he's going to pound people who hurl you. He's done so good in that. But then if you want to stack the box, which if you don't know what that means, that means put more people towards the line of scrimmage in that uh, right. box up between the tackles, basically, and you want to try to uh, pressure in on Najee Harris, that leaves your receivers on an island. And when uh, Devontae Smith has been left on islands this year, he has just absolutely obliterated the cornerbacks, done some phenomenal things, and uh, scored a lot of really big touchdowns. So it's so hard to play them because if you want to play Najee Harris, then Devontae Smith is going to do some good stuff. If you want to play Devontae Smith in that passing offense, then Najee Harris can just do it all. That's why it, you have to, if sometimes you'll just have to choose and hope that you just get it right uh, based on the play that's happening. Uh, and it, they're just so, so incredibly hard to play because they are so rounded on the offense and their defense has done some good things. One of the top draft picks definitely going to be Patrick Sertan. Uh, so a really good team in Alabama. That's why I'm picking them to win this game because they're just such a hard team to play. But I've said it in our video, in Ohio State, if for some reason you're listening to this or if for some reason you're – not for some reason, but if you're an Ohio State fan, uh, you know, you're, you're being challenged. You're going to be the underdog just like you were last year or last uh, game against Clemson and just like you were going into the playoffs of people not thinking you should be there. Uh, you're, you're going to be underdogs. Everyone's going to be picking against you virtually. Yes, you had a good game last week. Yes, more people like Justin Fields now. Uh, but, it's I mean, people are going to be harsh on you. There's not a lot of people that are going to think you're going to win because Alabama has been so good. And maybe they think that game was just, just such a fluke because you have had some bad games throughout this season. But if you're Ohio State right now, you challenge your team again. You played so well last game. Justin Fields played so well. Trey Sermon played so well. That defense did a lot of better things. You really challenge them. You take that underdog mentality for the second week in a row now, and you go out and win a natty. Uh, it's going to be tough. No doubt about it. Alabama is a fantastic team. Uh, but you just have to go out there, challenge yourself, take that underdog mentality just like the Eagles did when they won their Super Bowl. Go out there, fight your hardest, show the world what you're made of because uh, I know Ryan Day, the quarterback for Ohio State, or not quarterback, the head coach for Ohio State, uh, he knows that his team is really good. He said that he would take Ohio State over anyone in the nation 
it's your time to show it. You're in the national championship. Go out there. Put your best game out there. I'm very excited for this game. Hopefully it rivals last year's national championship game. That was a great one with LSU and Clemson. I love the national championship. So with that being said, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, we all are. Really? Yeah. Yes. We're pumped about the national championship. We're pumped about the NFL draft coming up. We're pumped about the NFL playoffs. I mean, it's an exciting time for football, although it is coming to a close. Yeah. We start to get to the most intense moments of the season that we're going to see. Um, so thank you guys for watching this podcast. Watching? We, Listening. I think I did that last time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used okay. to talking about videos, so yeah. I kind of do that. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Make sure to give us a good rating. Um, go back next week and check us out. Hopefully we'll be doing another podcast. I believe we will be next week. Talking about those wild card games that did ensue. So I think that's all we got to talk about. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And with that, we will see you guys later. See ya. See ya.